What an extraordinary thing the modern age is, where a friendship can pop up out of the blue in the digital sphere. That's exactly what happened with our next guest here on the podcast, known professionally as L Cartoons. For the last year, I've been putting out messages for artists on my Instagram in the hope that sharing my ups and downs and the creative path might help others. One day, I received a wonderful message from Lauren, aka L Cartoons, and we struck up a conversation, sharing a few stories about our own respective journeys. It was during one of these that she suggested we talk in person, even asking if I happened to have a podcast. I told her that I did, but that it was local to Berlin, but would be up for getting over my technophobia if she was willing to take a leap of faith with me. Having already followed her work on Instagram, I was already fired up to speak, but it was only later during my research that I stumbled upon her YouTube channels, which are approaching 700,000 subscribers. Phew, so no pressure there for a first online podcast. I shouldn't have worried though. What ensued was a riotous, laughter-filled and piercingly honest interview with a very special person. In the following conversation, Lauren takes us through her creative journey, the soaring heights and pitfalls of YouTube, what it takes to be an artist in the digital age, mental health battles, spiritual breakthroughs and much, much more. It's with huge pleasure and excitement that I introduce you to L Cartoons with all her fire, zaniness, and go-getter attitude. Are you ready? Then let's dive in. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with L Cartoons. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's so great to meet you. Well, I just wish we could have actually started it from the second that we said hello, because I actually just needed all those giggles already. <laughs> same, same. Look, for me, one of the things that I try to do in my life, and it's become really important to me as I've become an older artist, is to try and throw some fire on to people's lives who are maybe a few years behind where I am, or people who are maybe coming up against an obstacle or a brick wall on their artistic journey. And so the first thing I want to say is just, you've given me this leap of faith as someone coming into the podcasting game very late. And I'm just like, you are throwing exactly the fire onto me that I'm trying to pass on to others. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Oh my God, thanks. I mean, when I... Well, what happened was when I was on Instagram, like I just randomly got your, one of your pieces of content that came up on my, you know, feed, yeah, which, yeah. you know, I wasn't even following you. It just came up as like a suggested post. And I was like, who is this dude? Like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like, it's like you read my mind It's or Instagram algorithm read my mind. And um, yeah, and I just started following you. Like I was just like binging all your stuff. And I'm like, this is... This is the type of people I need to be friends with right now in my life. Like, and you ended up messaging me and saying, thanks for following. I'm like, the first thing I thought was, do you have a podcast? Cause like you have a, so much amazing, you know, you just have so much amazing energy and it needs to come out to the world like ASAP. So I'm grateful that you hit me up. But it was so strange because I, I literally just done my, my first three and it was all in Berlin. It was all one on one. And that was how I wanted to do it. And then we got chatting. We were just like throwing each other voice messages. And I was like, who is this maverick artist? Like just, you know, and then in, and then in one of them, you're like, hey, you should have a podcast. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to try my luck here. So it's just one of those those things of synchronicity or synergy. And oh, we need more of that. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was yeah. definitely, like, trying to put out to the universe, like, I need more friends that are, like, positive, like, excited beings and, like, motivated beings. I, mm-hmm. I literally put that out to the world. And, like, mm-hmm. then I saw mm-hmm. your, your, your stuff and I'm, like, I think I'm supposed to be friends with this person. Yeah, so I'm, so- like, really glad that we, like connected for sure it's so strange you say that because one of the paradoxes of the artistic path is this companion loneliness as far as i see it now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know the the I, I, that sounds like a very dramatic way to put it because, but I can certainly say that on my journey, it's this capacity to be at least alone, but also at times to experience profound loneliness. Now, the reason being is that, and, and this is something, it's weird that that just came up immediately because I was like, oh my word, when I found all of this work that you do, I was just like, man, the amount of work this human being must put in to create all of this work. I mean, each frame of each cartoon. I was just like, and I was like, okay, like, like, and I know we all have a different relationship with aloneness and loneliness and how we deal with ourselves mentally. But one of the realities, as far as I see it, when it comes to the arts is that we have to deal with and tolerate what I call the dark room. And I'm just like, what's your reaction to that? What's your feeling, your expression? What comes up in you with that? Well, what do you mean by the, I'm curious, what do you mean by well, the well, dark what room? I mean, what, what, what I mean is the, 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 the space where you go, where you have to produce all this work and you have to do the fundamental body alone and it can be wonderful and stimulating and exciting. But for you, have, has it been like also difficult at times and has it, has it been lonely? Like, do you identify with any of those things that I said? Oh my God, you have no idea. <laughs> it is the absolute <laughs> loneliest loneliest thing in the world to make cartoons by yourself like Uh it's absolutely my probably like one of my top three biggest challenges Uh is not being being I guess with another person or with a team or like I personally I need human connection like I'm not an I'm not like an extrovert at all like I'm I'm super introverted in terms of I don't know. I don't even know what extrovert introvert means, but like, but you come I, across I, so I, warm. I I'm very like I need mm. even like going to a Starbucks, and I don't want to talk to a single person. I just want to be around like love and good energy and just like vibes. Like I hate the like feeling of dead in any way. So like <laughs> being down here in my office or whatever, like with no energy gives me Mm -hmm. I can't handle it like but I don't necessarily like want to talk to people I just want to be around it I just want to be around aliveness and Mm -hmm. like just life and and that is not what you do when you make cartoons you're just by yourself at a computer and 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 like if I if I'm writing a script or something like I need to, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm always writing scripts by myself and it's so lame. It's like, oh, that's kind of funny. And it's like, no one's around, no one's around to, to, t- to laugh at the joke or like essentially validate it or like tell me, oh, but what if, and so my passion, mm-hmm. like one of my biggest passions is to collaborate like with other people and like, mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite things in the world would be like to be in a writer's room with like, you know, five different people and we build something together and we just mm -hmm. laugh and crack up. So anyway, to answer your question, being a YouTuber is so lonely and mm -hmm. um, it's definitely one of my top three biggest challenges of all time, of mm -hmm. all time. And I'm actually in a phase in my life right now where I'm finally, after like three, I don't know, I started being a YouTuber in 2019. So how many years has that been since now? 19, 20, 20. So four, four years. Four years yeah. Finally starting to accept that that this is a like YouTube is a game where you do have to be comfortable being alone a lot of the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and um, mm -hmm. you have to accept it. And um, eventually that t more people like that team will form when it's ready. Yes. But yeah, anyway, like I'm rambling, but it's, it's definitely something I'm in a phase of my life now where it's like, I need to, I'm learning to finally accept the loneliness of it mm -hmm. and I'm learning to make the best of it. I'm learning how to, enjoy it actually and now mm -hmm. i'm at a place which is insane four years later where i prefer it which is freaking insane because mm -hmm. i'd actually prefer working alone now like i had my sister come over and i'm like i used to be like please come over and work with me because she's she's a uh, entrepreneur as well like she's a mm -hmm. photographer and so like i would just love for her to sit on the couch and like edit her pictures while we like listen to music together Lovely. now i'm like yeah she came over recently and i was like i kind of don't want her here and that sounds messed <laughs> up it's like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't but that's it's the like, part i kind of enjoy being alone now it's mm -hmm. like i finally it's acceptance that i was mm -hmm. like i finally yeah go ahead sorry i'm rambling no, you're not rambling at all you're being incredibly transparent and i i i, I love that you are that you don't fence it. You don't pretend it's other than it is. And I certainly relate to that myself. And it's this strange, I mean, I see it in no other terms than as a spiritual process because the act of reconciling yourself with that has many different stages. And the early stages are you're excited and you're passionate and you're going to go into the world and you're going to manifest your gift and things are going to progress in your life and everything will be solved by giving that fire and that flame that you have. And then you reach the point, whether you have a, you know, the, the success or not in the short term, where you have to start reconciling with the sheer amount of time that it takes to develop that talent. Because whatever talent it is, you have to put that out into the world. And at that point, it's, it's about how one starts making that relationship with one's own mind. And beyond your own mind, I think with actually the the uh, the degree of suffering that exists within that space because it's just not always damn well easy and so for me when you're as someone who's progressed as far as you have and you've had so many people react to the talent you've the the validation of that original flame has been manifested and yet you're still no it's difficult man and why that makes that why that reaches me is i think that's something that is very relevant to people who let's say they haven't had that that wider world success it's just like look you're in the space that you need to be in for better or worse that is a part of the art and it's not a, it's not a pretty message but it's like look finding your way within that space is really important so my follow-up question was how 
do you bear it? Like, so when it's hard, when it's a bad day, like, how does it manifest? Do you experience resistance to actually wanting to go in the room at all? Do you have an active resistance to actually doing the next frame? And if so, what are the tools that you have to get you through that? Oh my God. Again, like (laughs) you've no idea how bad my resistance is. It's absolutely, (laughs) oh, it's horrible. Like daily. So, oh my God, every single day, (laughs) every single day. And it's constant. It's constant. Mm -hmm. Actually. It's so funny. Like, I feel like this is the perfect time for me to be having this conversation. Cause like, Mm -hmm. I'm finally in a place where I am able to handle this, but like I just got here and it's been four years. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think like what had to happen to me back, you know, back when I was just starting YouTube, when I only had a couple thousand subscribers, whatever, before I was, you know, this was my career. Well, you went from 50 subs, 50 subs to 3000 in a day, very suddenly I saw in one of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah. It was so, you know, um, so at, at the time, like in, mm-hmm. you know, I was working at an, I was always interested in cartoons my whole life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went to art school, yada, yada. I graduated. I got a job at um, uh, an animation studio in New York City called Titmouse. And um, I became a production assistant. Then, you know, I did production there because my art itself isn't like industry standard professional. I just mm-hmm. um, really enjoy the process of cartoons. I want to be part of it even if I couldn't do the art. So I ended Wonderful. up, yeah. And I, I absolutely loved it. And I ended up becoming a production coordinator. So I was at Titmouse for like four years and there's still like this, like you said, flame, like this fire in me that's so desperate to be a creator and just mm-hmm. like create and, and just make. And um, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. I love story so much. I'm, I'm just so passionate about, yeah, go ahead. Do you, no, yeah. no, I didn't want oh, to interrupt. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, I, I ahead, didn't want please. to interrupt. But maybe you please heard my do. brain because this, 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 this love of story is and and yeah. this capacity to read the everyday and to find like beauty and the poetry in these small things. It's just something I love in your work. But I don't want to get into that now because I'm so into this resistance. <laughs> resist, I'm so into the resistance story. So please continue. I know. I if, I will let you get off topic and we'll go. We'll go like far away. <laughs> to some (laughs) land will never come back. So yeah, I, I staying on the topic of resistance, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to, basically my point is what I'm trying to say is, um, I had resistance. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like resistance obviously comes from some kind of a fear and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fears that I just didn't have before I became a YouTuber that I just didn't even think of having, you know, like I, I was just so ignorantly blissful, which I don't know. I just had no, not, you know, I was just so like excited and passionate about making things. And I just believed Mm -hmm. I was so good at it. And like, I had people always laughed at my cartoons and I'm like, you know, whatever. I took like this shot of being humming a YouTuber, quitting my, my production job. And I didn't have any resistance like at all back then, because I had so much validation from the people like around me that it made me feel like 
I hundred thousand bajillion percent believe in myself. There's literally no reason not to like mm-hmm. my shit is so good. And that, that was, it's such an amazing blissful, like, you know, ignorant kind of state to be in, which I, I love being in that state because nothing can hurt you. You just believe in yourself so yeah. fully. But beautiful that you have that connection, you know, to, that you just felt it. And it's like, no, this is in me and somehow or other, I'm going to do it. Like, that's just like, really inspiring that. I love that. And I have a gift with that where like, I do have this ability to believe in myself to the point where like, I know nothing's going to get in my way to get it. And I, mm-hmm. the, the, the problem is like that extremeness that I have when it comes to believing in myself, I can also have that extremeness when it comes to not believing in myself too. So it's like, right, okay. I know how to basically build momentum with believing in myself, but I also catch momentum with not believing in myself too. And it can do the mm-hmm. opposite effect. So mm-hmm. anyway, long story short, the resistance didn't start until things essentially started happening that would challenge my beliefs where maybe somebody like a didn't did thought some didn't understand something i made like what mm-hmm. i don't get it it's like what do you mean you don't get it like <laughs> it, it's hilarious <laughs> it's it's fucking perfect what do you mean you don't get it and it's like oh no you know instead of like you know pushing that aside and being like, you know, I believe in myself. I do consider other perspectives all the time. And I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe it doesn't make sense. And I think that's a strength of mine too, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to be somebody that's naive to like, Hey, maybe this doesn't make sense. Like Mm -hmm. I will consider that. And I want to be someone that's secure enough to be like, you know, no, this is good. This makes sense. But I want to believe that in a logical way, in a yeah. truthful way, not a push, a, push, a, you know what I mean? Like push aside any yeah. possible, ne- just pushing aside negativity all the time can make someone very naive. So yeah. it was very hard to fight thing. As, as I started getting more popular on YouTube, more and more fear thoughts came in and like my beliefs in myself started crazy enough, even though the numbers were going up, my belief in myself was going down. And that's something I think new artists, definitely people that want to make it on YouTube or whatever, I would expect that to happen because I never thought in a million years that I, that that would happen because it makes no logical sense. It's like, if the numbers are going up, you would think your confidence would go up, mm-hmm. but what's actually, what actually ended up happening to me, and I don't know if this has happened to you, is you become a little bit more, you start become, becoming scared because what's happening is if you think about it as like a metaphor of like, you're climbing a mountain and you're like, I can't wait to climb this mountain mm-hmm. and let's go, let's go. And you start climbing and you're like, I'm killing it. I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. But then you get to a point where you're like, you're like in the middle of climbing this mountain and you look down and you're like, holy shit. Like I kind of, I, I could fall right now. Right, and you can't, right. you can't have that. You can't have that thought of, I could fall right now and get mm-hmm. really hurt unless you're high enough. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're not high enough, you could be like, I could fall right now, but it won't hurt. So who cares? And then you keep going. And then it's like, 
you get to a point where you're like, it could really fucking hurt if I fall right now. And that's where it starts. And that's where your, your momentum of your beliefs going on a downfall start. Wow. <laughs> if that but makes any sense. You know what? The metaphor is so profound and beautiful about going up the mountain. Funny enough, I'm, I, I, I've been reading uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra Nietzsche over the course of the last year, because it's just the, it's just the poetry of the book. It, it, you know, it's not right to even think about it as philosophy because his pro is, it's, it's more like prose poetry, how, and you know, how he's sublimating the world and taking in, he's talking about abysses and voids and how we, what is it called? Know, I'm sorry. The, what is it the, called? It's called Thus Spoke Zarathustra by, by Friedrich Nietzsche. And, and, and so this, it just, this metaphor, hit me so hard and like just because my my mind is is just in the sort of visualization of that book and yeah especially he's just so often using this abyss metaphor of the abyss and the void and he eventually actually like uh, well i mean actually he lost his mind eventually and the, the strange Holy thing is, is well the thing is is that he it happened crazy thing is that he saw a horse being whipped and he went over and he grabbed this horse and he was protecting it for dear life. And I was always like, well, if you're ever going to go insane, that is a reason to go, you know, to go insane in the protection of another Aww. sentient creature. But going back to this resistance thing, because I, I, it's so interesting, this thing about going the higher you, 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 you go, especially at the start, getting this sense of vertigo. And as soon as you start thinking about the fall, the danger starts. So did that, did that start... Did that manifest that resistance? Did it manifest ever in writer's block? The reason I ask it is because it's like you're going up and this must be a very strange experience when you have so many eyes on your work and you have to start thinking, okay, in the process of writing, you have an audience that is watching you. And that's very different to when you're in the underground and you're just following your instincts. So did, did, was the resistance ever about a block at any stage or was it just a resistance to the process when you say a block can you give me an example what i mean is it like did you ever go did these fears ever stop you in in front of your computer or or from finding a story to actually being able to go through your creative process because you obviously have this very on fire creative process going on and you see stories around you and you know how to interpret it. I'm just wondering if at any stage when you were feeling this resistance, when you had mm -hmm. all the eyes coming, coming onto you with all these people watching you, did you ever experience writer's block? Did you ever go, Oh, I just don't know if I can do it. Oh my God. Of course. Oh, you did? oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any kind of like block, like resist. Okay. Actually, Jim, I actually had resistance so bad that I took an entire year off of posting. Like, was this, was this the seven completely. months you took after your ADHD? Yeah. I said like it was seven. It was more than seven months at okay. the time. It was, I think it was more than seven months. Oh, it was, was that it was, that, a, it was like at least maybe uh -huh. almost a year. Go ahead. Sorry. But, but, yeah. No, 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 don't, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I, I interrupt. I'm just so fascinated because but I, you, you put out this, this, this film on YouTube and I absolutely, it just reached me to my core, like with, with the honesty and with what you're uh -huh. talking about and about, well, it, cause it's, I just think this so with mental health is 
people say that it's much more out there and more transparent, but when someone really speaks about it in the moment about what they're really going through, you feel it in a whole different way. And it's like, so, you know, some, sometimes I don't know, sort of <clears throat> how to say it. it's just, it's, it just felt like a very important video from someone in such a position. Now, the question I'm, I'm I, well, I had a lot, and I have a lot to ask you about this time in your life. So one of the things that interests me is, so you were diagnosed with ADHD just before you took the br the break, if I'm correct. Yeah. I, I, is, is that right? Yeah. I w it was. So yeah, I, I went to go get like test tested for ADHD at that. There was just, I swear, it's like, only a few years ago, I guess, like with TikTok and stuff, like I feel like mental health became so much more open than it used to be. Like, and I didn't even know like really about ADHD. Not that I like want to label myself and put myself in a box of like, I have ADHD. I don't know what the fuck I have. I don't know what yeah, the yeah. fuck my brain well, no, but is. I, think that's I don't a very know if I have, you know. Yeah, but I think, no, that's no, very yeah, no, I think that's very healthy to also to have in mind to challenge a diagnosis because a diagnosis can be inherently static and a label is not always helpful. Yeah. I mean, like the thing with me, the thing with me is with diagnosis and, and stuff like that, um, like... I think what, what's helpful, I think for me, the perspective is helpful is like, I am Lauren, like this is my, my brain is what it is. And it's like learning about ADHD, learning about OCD, learning about mental health things and disorders and all that helps me figure out more of what I am and more of what my brain is. And I can pick like, basically it's just a way for me to understand myself more. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean like I... I am like, I am ADHD is, is not accurate to me. I have a uh, lot uh -huh. of qualities of an ADHD yeah. person, mm -hmm. but like it's, it's, you can't just put yourself in a box because especially with ADHD, yeah. it's different. It's so different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like for, for a quick example, like there's types of ADHD where people just drift off when, when they're having a conversation, they get like bored of the conversation and they start daydreaming. Like there's part, I am nothing like that. I'm so ups, like intrigued by conversation. But I can, you're very present. I, I, I I'm like, I, I can intently listen to people mm -hmm. like, and really deeply like want to understand. Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to ADHD, there's, there's so many different things about it that mm -hmm. I just take certain things that relate to me and it just helps me feel honestly, just not, first of all, not alone, not crazy, not yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like it just helps me understand myself. So it's yeah. like, technically I did like go get, you know, diagnosed. I went to go see if I have ADHD. I, I took like a three day long, like mm -hmm. test, like a very involved test. And then I do ha have it, they said, you know, which is helped validate me in a lot of ways. Cause it's like, Oh, my brain is just not like that brain. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just, this is like, there's, there's people that have certain types of brains, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, I loved how, how you express yourself in the video and you were talking about sort of people that just know the type of car that they have and they just get to drive it. And then you put these brilliant pictures of these absolutely wacky cars and you're like, what the fuck is this? What, what is this brain? I mean, how can I learn how to drive it? And then you were like, well, I'm going to take time off to learn how to drive my car. And I, and I just, what I loved about this was this, 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 powerful self-recognition and capacity to say, 
I am going to take the time that I need at a point in my career when everything's saying and, you know, the whole modern way is going push, 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 like build your business and all this stuff. And I find it so powerful that you chose to go in the opposite direction of what all the, you know, the damn motivational videos and (laughs) self-help gurus and, you know, all of this stuff, because it's all linked to ambition and doing being everything. But it's like, if you don't know the condition of your doing, if you don't know why you are doing what you're doing or what you're doing is driving you to the edge, then you've got to take a look. And I don't know why. I mean, I look at Kurt Cobain and, you know, who was so influential to me sort of growing up as a songwriter, as a man. And I'm just like, you know, now I'm in my forties and I just look at this kid and I'm like, how did he, how could he get to this point when he, when that loneliness and that, that pain drove him to that, you know, terrible point. And the thing is, I think the same, I think the same thing. Yeah. And and the thing is, is, and and that's why I think that you're a tremendous example, Lauren, because like you, you you did it because it felt right to do, but there's a huge, there's just a huge metaphor about this. I think in society about this, illusion we have the ambition and doing and the kind of frenzy and the mania and don't get me wrong I've got no problem with motivation and being focused and all of that stuff that's all great stuff but it's like there's this thing there's this thing that Joseph Campbell talked about and he was like look so many people go and they take a ladder and they place it to next to the first wall that they see and they spend their life climbing this ladder and they get to the top of the ladder and then they realize they place that ladder wrong next to the wrong damn wall and <laughs> you so know, good. I love that. Well, it isn't it isn't it and the thing is is that it's like you obviously know your fire and you have this intrinsic sense of what it is you're doing but that doesn't mean that you should and must be bound to it in every second of your life for the rest of your life. Cause it's like, well, what about Lauren? What about the car? So what did you learn in that year? What, that. what was your, what was your experience? Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Wow. Okay. Well, this is kind of where it really started. I have to kind of add this in because kind of where it really started was just, just always kind of, Sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. This is so, this is a, I'm trying not to overcomplicate this. But, no, you know, good, 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 good. Literally, literally go with it. Like just what, what, was it? so let, let, let me ask you a question to, to like, when you first thought, like, did you think I have to do this or like, was it rev, like, cause I know sometimes I've had to get very, to, I've sometimes had to get to a very bad point before I'm willing to stop and look after myself. So what triggered it? Like, what did you get to, did you get to a threshold where you're like, I have to do this? So some, basically what led to the, to, to the trigger of like realizing I have to take a step back of everything and Mm -hmm. just understand myself, Mm -hmm. like understand what the fuck I really need in my life is feeling like getting to the point where I feel like I'm being fucking fooled. Like I can't, it's so, so I'll try to explain it. Mm -hmm. What I've learned, I'm at a point in my life where now I've learned like what I really desire in life Mm -hmm. and what I really want at the end of the day. And I used to think, you know, so surface level, not really understanding myself deeply 
I used to think like, I just want my own cartoon show. I want to be a director and like, I want to, you know, inspire the world with my cartoons. Mm -hmm. And that is so fucking surface level to who I really am. That's just part of me. That's part of something I want. But the truth is what I, what I really am is someone that's like just really passionate about love and the truth. And whatever the fuck that means for you, whatever the fuck that means for me, for Mm -hmm. me, I just want, I just want to not be fooled. Like, I just don't want to be a puppet to, to like, I mean, this is getting really deep, but I don't want to be a, (laughs) I don't want to be, um, (laughs) I don't want to be a puppet to society or just like a puppet to, I don't want to be someone I'm not truly you know, I, mm-hmm. I just want to know who the fuck my soul really is. And I want to mm-hmm. be her or mm-hmm. I want to be that soul. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, I, I kind of came to a point where I'm like, I don't, I think I've been fooled for a very long time that like, I want a bunch of things that I don't actually want. So uh-huh. just to get like, just to like try and make that make sense for a second. What, when I, what what was kind of happening is I always pulled this shit on myself where it's like, I'll be truly happy when, and that mm-hmm. just kept happening for me. I'll be truly happy when I move out of my parents' house and I'm on my own or whatever. Bah, 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 bah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That happened. Okay. I'm still not happy. Okay. I'll be happy when, you know, I fall in love one day. Okay. That happened. madly in love still not happy okay i'll be happy when when and then you know i'll be happy what i used to live in california for for college right for art school i'll be happy when i'm finally home with my family and my and and my boyfriend and my friends like i just need to get out of california okay still not happy like and, and it's like you know even before that, I'll be happy when I move to California. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I start my an internship. Once I'm working at Nickelodeon, so I have had an internship there, then I'll be happy. So uh-huh. like, it just kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just kind of was just blindly, I was just like, like climbing this thing where I was trying to get to the happiness, get to the happiness. It was like running on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. It was like running on a treadmill to try and get the like carrot at the end of the stick, but you don't realize you're on a fucking treadmill. You're never going to get that carrot. And I was like, if I could just, you know, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I know for fucking sure if I become a YouTuber and, and, and I have an audience, all I need is an audience, Mm -hmm. then I'll fucking, nothing will ever not make me happy again. How could I Mm -hmm. possibly be unhappy if I have a fucking audience? Like, Mm -hmm. That, that wouldn't, it's impossible. And I'm still fooled by that. Like I still thinking about it now, Mm -hmm. like if I went back, if I went back, I'd get fooled by that again, because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to believe that you can't be happy. If you have an audience that watches your shit and loves you and shit, it's like, you know, of course that'll make me happy. Mm -hmm. And, And here's what I learned. It's like, you know, then I got the audience and I, and I was more miserable than I've ever been in my fucking life. Um, <laughs> like, and so, and then, and then we lived at my, my, my now husband, um, we lived at his, his, his dad's house. Cause we're, we, you know, we weren't ready to move out yet. It's like, I just wanted to move out. I'm like, once I have my own place with my mm-hmm. own refrigerator, like then I'll like, Oh, yep. I'll shed some weight. I'll be able to lose weight once I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's all this bullshit. And so we move out on our own. It's like, oh, we're going to finally be so much happier now. 
I ended up gaining the most weight I've ever gained in my life living by my living at home. Uh-huh. You know, I, I lost, you know, most of it now, but I, I, I mm-hmm. went up to like 200 pounds and I was the most miserable I've ever been. So I realized, holy shit, like I finally stopped and I looked back at all these patterns of this lie that I've been telling myself mm-hmm. that like, I'll finally be happy when, and then, and then that's where it happened where I'm like, I'm, I felt like a fucking idiot. I'm like, this is a fucking lie. That's keeping me on a treadmill and making me not get to where I really need to be. Mm -hmm. And the place I really need to be is what will really make me fucking happy. Mm -hmm. Not like, not this materialistic bullshit. Like, so that's when I stopped and I'm like, fuck YouTube fuck everyone, fuck everything. I need to just, I need to figure out what's, what's like really going to, how to actually get this carrot. Cause I'm done fucking lying to myself to get this carrot. Mm-hmm. And I realized long story short, like all of those things did make me happy, but it's not about like happiness is just like this thing that like comes and goes. It's like, yeah the state that I was, I was looking for a state and I was looking for a state of content, like acceptance, like peace, Mm -hmm. like just love. And Mm -hmm. like, I just wanted fucking peace, inner peace. That's all I wanted this whole time. I just Mm -hmm. wanted inner peace and I wanted to know how to get inner peace. And like, it's, it's, I don't want to like overcomplicate it, but basically I learned like I wanted my, my, the thing I wanted this whole time was to stop hating myself. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. nothing was going to stop me from hating myself except me, you know, going on this kind of journey to say, Lauren, don't, it's not about the audience. It's not about the house. Like I want, I'm looking at you girl. Like I'm just looking at you and I just want to fucking nurture your ass. Like for as Mm -hmm. long as it takes and I don't want to love the shit out of you until mm-hmm. you feel safe in your own mm-hmm. skin. So it's just like, I know a lot of people aren't going to be able to like understand that maybe because I feel like when you're first start starting out uh, as an art, like, you know, you don't think about this shit. Like all you're thinking mm-hmm. about is I don't give a fuck about anything except like, I want an audience. I want to, I want to grow my craft mm-hmm. and that's great, but you're going to get to a point where you might get to a point if you're not healthy in the head, like I was where you're still not fucking happy, even though you have everything. And this happens to every, this happens to like almost all celebrities. Like they have the world, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They have everything they could ever want and they're still not happy because Mm -hmm. they don't, they're not there. I believe it has something to do with, they don't know how to love themselves properly mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. believe a lot of fucking lies, a lot mm-hmm. of fucking bullshit lies. And anyway, that's yeah. Where I'm, I don't know if that answers your question. Well, Lauren, like my, my, my reflection, it, it, it thoroughly answers my, my, my question and profoundly so. And my, my reflection on it is that perhaps that thing that you think that other people will not get is exactly the thing that they are also looking for or intuiting in you and that they most need. And um, I mean, I think what we, artistic journey is not the thing in itself. It's what precedes the artistic journey. And you are 
it seems to me, in an absolutely critical moment of your maturing, and I mean maturing is in, 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 okay, on the one hand, you could say, you know, in, into adulthood, I, I consider that like a lifelong journey, but I'm talking about that, that, that process of being, you, it's, we can kind of grow up in public and as artists we do because we start young and so often, I mean, it's that sort of like mythical story that there's, you know, you can think of the Lord of the Rings, that, that time when Aragon the ranger decides to go into the caves and he goes in there and it's through that process of cutting off from the world in that sort of like hero mythology, if you like, but it's when he's cutting off that he has that sort of confrontation with, you know, the, the greatest demon, which is always the reflection of what it is that you find inside yourself. But through that, find, you know, finds the knowledge that, that, that Joseph Campbell talked about, about that elixir, that thing that you kind of go off into the woods for and that you yeah. cannot, you cannot find unless you're willing to give something up and it you know and to, yes. the, the, and, and 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 you know so for me there's something like so sort of archetypal about this period in your life because you know on the one hand when I look at your work like from from before and during it feels like this sense of of Laurenness is always walking before you that sense of there's a huge humanity in your work there's always a message in it and like even if it's like when oh, you're giving, well when you're giving your dad the gift and it's like and it's this reality and it's the way that your dad is and it's the tenderness and it's like you just this sense of within a family relationship of there's so many dimensions in there so there's so much that you're offering but it feels like to me that you're getting to grips with this next new deeper version deep I don't even like the word but it's like literally like you've gone into the dark and that you're now bringing something back and it's like you, you called it love and truth which I think is as good a sort of a sort of umbrella or wrapping paper as you like and then the challenge kind of becomes I think I mean you could tell me if you think I'm speaking nonsense but the challenge becomes as you bring that back okay how do I package that and like it really interested me that you were like well I don't think anyone's going to get this they know me as you know Lauren and the, the 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 humor and the buzz and the frenzy and all of the you know all the gifts of in your work that makes life better for people and then you're bringing in this whole other element which is what kind of like really struck me with the video that you did on the vlog channel with with the diagnosis so for me I don't know I feel like it's it's when you meet someone in in this moment of profound change and working out what it is it's like oh it's really exciting and humbling because you maybe don't know quite what it is I don't know quite what it is but sometimes within a conversation you one gets a bit closer to it <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah 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 for sure and it just it just feels like this this like where you are at the moment feels like a really exciting like moment dude how, how does that Thanks. resonate do, 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 do you feel that do you feel like you're in a in a moment of like change and transition now that you've come back from let's call it the wild <laughs> Oh my God. I would definitely call it the fucking wild. It was Uh a fucking, it was nuts. It was nuts. The spirit, the spiritual like journey I went on. Can can you give me some colors? Can you give me, can you give me a sense of it? Like of, of like, is it, cause it's hard to, 
put into words sometimes. I don't, oh, yeah, it's so impossible to put into words for me. But like, mm-hmm. I, I would just say like, when I, first of all, when I say spiritual, like I'm not talking about like religions or anything like, I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just talking about this fucking journey of trusting yourself. That's really what I did. Mm-hmm. I went on a journey of trusting myself and or learning how to trust myself, mm-hmm. learning how to trust myself and following myself almost. Like it's hard to explain, like just following something, like following love. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I just felt I just felt like I was following something. And um, I'm just, it was like, something was leading me and I Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. don't know how to explain Mm -hmm. it. But I was ready to like, I was ready to like, let go of honest, I was ready to surrender something. And I think Mm -hmm. that's when shit gets real. Wow. In a person's life. When you're ready to surrender something, you're kind of letting Mm -hmm. go of control and you're giving trust to something else that you don't Mm -hmm. even you can't even prove exists Mm -hmm. it's just this feeling of like i need help i'm letting go of control and i'm gonna fucking just like let something take over and like i can't do this alone anymore and it's when you get to that state it's the best fucking feeling Uh and it'll give you like this spiritual high like genuinely i've gotten like um a high just from like accepting that like I'm I it's so hard to explain but like accepting that I'm so I just I I just don't have any control like oh, just letting go of all control I know it it's the best. seriously yeah it's the best and and it's so hard it's probably one of the hardest things for a human being in the world to do because mm-hmm. we are literally designed to want to control for survival. And when you let go of like, essentially kind of giving like stop, you stop caring about survival. (laughs) Like, I don't want to explain it. That sounds kind of, I don't want to like give people the wrong idea. It's like, you just kind of, you stop, you stop caring about how am I going to survive? And you stop saying, and you stop, you stop allowing yourself to figure out the how, and you start trusting that it's going to be given to you. You just surrender the how mm-hmm. that's when shit gets the fuck real in life. <laughs> like, and it's really deep. <laughs> it's really deep. And there's probably so many people that think I'm fucking crazy right now, but that's when shit got real. And, and something I want to say before, I, before I forget is the, the honestly, so, so far I've learned, like, I do feel like I'm out of the, like you said, like the wild now. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm finally walking the path of the person I've always really wanted to be like this, this, I I have the carrot, you know, like the carrots in my fucking pot. I have the carrot and that doesn't mean I'm happy every day. Like Mm -hmm. the carrot was just, it's just a thing that makes me feel safe. And that's what I've been like, dying for i just want to feel safe yeah and the only thing that's going to make you feel safe is not the money it's not the subscribers it's not it's not it's nothing except Mm -hmm. the only thing that'll make you feel safe is is the way you treat yourself i realized Mm -hmm. and the way Mm -hmm. you look at yourself and it has to be with love so literally Mm -hmm. love and trust Mm -hmm. in in what you can't control makes Mm -hmm. you feel safe so really quick one of the biggest most biggest pieces of advice that I learned was I realized the reason I could never get that carrot is I judged myself 
in everything. I was constantly judging myself. And when you stop judging yourself and you, you love yourself instead, you give yourself compassion, you give yourself, you know, like the benefit of the doubt, like you trust yourself Mm -hmm. that you're a good person. Like, you know, you, it's, it's essentially like, I look at myself now as like how I, how I would want to treat a child. Mm -hmm. I realized like, I've been neglecting my inner child, I guess you want to call it. Like I've been neglecting her. I've been saying like, you know, you're not good enough, Lauren. Like you're not good enough. An audience would be good enough. You're not good enough, Mm -hmm. Lauren. Uh, A new house would be good enough. Now I'll Mm -hmm. be, it'll be good enough with a new house. You're not good enough. You know, this, it would be better with this. I'll be happy when I have this. I'll be happy when I have that. Mm -hmm. What I really needed to fucking hear was, it doesn't matter where you where we are or how we're what situation we're in. It's always going to be good enough as long as I have me. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's like you you have to have this relationship with your, with yourself that like, no matter what happens, you just have this unconditional love for who you who you are. And I, mm-hmm. it's so fucking deep. I can't even get into it because it's, it's like it, hard to well, explain. Well, no, but. it's it's so beautiful and how you talk about it. What something that was um that I found so lovely is that you were like, and I, I got the carrot and I was calling it the elixir. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you call it. You can call it the elixir. You can call it the carrot. And what I love is that you went off and you were talking about this aspect of survival. And I find that really interesting because like you were saying, it's like this sense that we're programmed to survive, you know, to survive ice ages, to survive the dinosaurs, you know, when we're much smaller type of animal, but you know, it's deeply, you know, to get out the ocean because something, some type of predators in there or whatever. And it's like this human kind of ambition is a rugged, desperate going forward to try and deal with life. And what I loved about what your, the, the metaphor that you were using as you went out was about this, this sense of surrender. And that point at which you let go con- of, 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 of control. And I find it so exciting in, in your journey, getting to that point and accepting in all this, you know, all this new knowledge and this, this new type of foundation. And, you know, like you say, I understand that it's not just something you tick off and everything's, you know, hunky-dory and everything's fine. But it's a big step in your sort of journey, evolutionary or however you want to call it, uh, you know, in, in, in that kind of, okay, getting from that survival physical thing into that, that spirit soul stuff and then yeah. working out it's about truth and love. And then I think one of the interesting things is it's then how, how does the circle start completing it yourself? Because what, what it is that you find then becomes not yours to have, but something that is about the, you know, the, the, the flow through you, if you know what I mean. So it just like talking to you at this point, you know, and I'm subscribed on your YouTube channel. I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to see how it manifests in your work with, with what goes forward, because I feel like you just feel like a human being in, in an amazing moment of realization and not in a fixed place, but having gone through something that is like, like very present in you. And it's a nice moment to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, 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 
I'm still like, I don't want people to think like, oh, like, and now it's a happy ending. The end. Like, not at I all. still yeah. have so much resistance. I still struggle. I still doubt myself. I still um, judge myself. Like these things don't go away. Yeah, yeah. It's not like now that I have the carrot, like, oh, yeah. happy ending. I'm always happy now. Like, hell yeah. no. Hell no, but, you're, but I, I, no. But I, th- I think what people would take away is that you're at a point where you're able to examine the state of those things differently and you know there's nothing like there is nothing that you've said that is this sort of you know wacko i've just arrived and it's all good i've got something to teach you know for me you feel like you're just really transparent with human striving and struggle and about this point in your journey and being very brave about it and i think you underestimate perhaps how much that helps other people and what a guide that that can be and i mean look hmm. i i know that you've you've got a, a a schedule for the rest of the day is it possible to throw out a few random questions at you in the last 10 minutes we've got yeah and let me know like cool? i mean let me know how i how you want to structure like i, I no, cool. I'll do just do anything or anything like that. Like, no, I'm no, I, 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 whatever I just, you want to do, I'm down. Yeah, well, well, I tell you what, let's just chuck out some, like, like chuck out some questions and just see where we go with it. Um, so one of the things, sure. that, one yeah. of the things that um I really found so wonderful about your work. So I, I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez and his um his attitude with being DIY, and I love the fact that you just um. So there's this quotation, and he says. He says, uh, I made movies that I would want to see. I didn't wait for anyone else to give me permission. I just went out and did it myself. That's the spirit of a true do-it-yourself filmmaker. And something I just get this sense of in your work and your journey is this sense of like you will not be stopped by the sort of vagaries of the world and you've just got this DIY attitude to get on and go with it. So I'm just, if you could, do do you have, is, is because you know you've gone out on your own so what was your relationship with the industry at the point of saying i'm going to go and do it my way because it's so maverick what was my relationship with the industry what, was there was there a, was there a rejection of the more classical path like or was there any troubled relationship with the industry itself or was it just a positive thing of no i just want to do it myself and i'm going to go this way like what was the what was the yay what was the nay when sorry um, when what are you talking about like specifically uh, a specific time or yeah, just like yeah. in well, general when you, when you when you set out on the youtube journey oh like, okay yeah. oh okay oh so like what exactly the experience of that whole thing i guess yeah is yeah, what yeah. What, what, what I, th- I think like was there a sense of rejecting the more traditional pathway okay. to do that I see. Uh, or, or or was it just no the digital technology is there and i can go for it and that's cool what was your state of mind then that's a good point honestly like that's a really good question so like um, you know my my dream my dream is to be a, a director and cartoons like I, I have this specific show uh called kate and kit i launched it on shorts on youtube it's doing awesome i'm really excited about it but since i was in fourth grade i had this like this dream i made up kate and kit like something told me like this is your dream like kate and kit making it a show on nickelodeon go 
And I'm like, okay, you know, I just fucking connected with that dream. And like, I just kind of like obsessed over it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get my fucking ass to Nickelodeon somehow. I don't care how, but I'm going to get there. And that's all. I just knew like, that's where I was supposed to do with my life. Like I need to, I need to make Kate and Kit and I need to get on Nickelodeon. It's the most specific like thing ever. It's like nobody, mm-hmm. it's so specific. It's not vague. It's not broad. It's like, it's not like I want to be a storyboard artist for like, you know, no, like I want to create Kate and Kit and put it on Nickelodeon. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, that was my fucking dream. So my point is like, I would have done anything I needed to do to, to get there, to get that dream. And, you know, like I'm still in the process of like, I, I'm still in the process of, to answer your question, I guess, I, I follow what I believe I'm, you know, capable of. So I could have gone the traditional way, right? I could have, I could have, to be your own creator on Nickelodeon. Like I could have followed other people's paths that have been creators on Nickelodeon, like go to, go to art school, like, like become, you know, become a storyboard artist, like move your way up. And that that was my intrigue. I would have done that. Like I, the problem is like, I'm not fucking made for some reason to follow, (laughs) to do that. Like there's just something in me that resists and rejects that way. And I mm-hmm. don't know why. So I'm like, it's almost like I don't have a cho- I can't explain it. It feels like I don't have a choice. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like Lauren is this person and I need to like listen to her. And it's like, okay, like she's not going to let me fucking do it that way. So I got to figure out a way like Lauren will let me do this. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it. It's like, I just followed my instincts on how to get there and I didn't I don't know how to explain it like I would have been fine I would have been fine going the traditional way Mm -hmm. but something wouldn't let me and it's just this I'm sorry there's a fucking gnat in my office (laughs) something wouldn't let me like do it and I maybe it's my brain like I think maybe I'm not there's just something in my brain that I struggle with like following certain rules. I, I don't know. I, 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 I struggle with like, if I don't like something, the, like doing it a certain way, I won't do it. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know if it's not even pride though. Yeah. It's like, I can't explain what it is. Sorry. This yeah. is hard to explain. It's, no, it's, it's not pride. It's like, I accept that I'm this there. I'm a certain way. Yeah. And I have, I just follow the way I am. So it's like, I knew that I needed, I knew I needed to get a job in an animation studio to understand animation. But my brain was like, I'm not fucking learning how to draw like to the point of being good enough to be an artist because Uh I'd rather fucking jump off a fucking cliff than do that. Like, I just didn't, I don't care about learning how to like draw well. Like, it's just uh-huh. not something I can force myself to care about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, Lauren, Lauren doesn't care about learning how to draw really, really well. She just wants to be able to draw to get a visual across in terms of directing and, and like visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she would, she would rather have artists be hired to draw for her yep. after giving them a visual, like sketchy yep. thing. Like and Rembrandt. There's the, 
And there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not That's at all. the thing. And so I used to judge myself and be like, you fucking failure. Like just sit down and learn how to draw so you can mm-hmm. get, become a creator. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and something won't let me just is like, no, I don't want to fucking learn how to draw like that. Well, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, fine. Like I can't, I can only do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we, all of us, like I believe all of us as human beings can only do what we want to do. Like we could do anything we want, but it's only if we want to. Yeah. So like, I didn't want to draw, like I didn't want to become someone that learned how to draw really, really, really well. It was just too boring for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to get into an animation studio somehow. So I was like, what about production? And I was like, mm-hmm. I like production. I'll do that. So essentially my point is it led like, it led me to YouTube, like mm-hmm. being who I am led me to YouTube and it led me to this path. And I think yep. I'm following a path that is who I am instead mm-hmm. of following a path that is already made for me that I like could learn. Like, I know there's other paths there, but I went on a path that I felt that I believed I was capable of instead yep. So I don't know if that answers your question, but like... Very much so. There's nothing wrong with going on a path that's like there for you already. There's nothing wrong with that. I just mm-hmm. can't do it. Like yeah. I would have... Trust me, I would have done that. Yeah, yeah but, but <laughs> what I think lot, is... Yeah. But I think what's what's so interesting for... Like if you're an artist starting out, whether it's a cartoonist or an illustrator or a musician or whatever, the key takeaway that I take from that is listen to yourself. Listen to what it is that your instincts are telling you. And and I see yeah. it manifested in your work because, well, you, c- you can draw brilliantly and you can animate brilliantly. The things that make you stand apart is that you've, you have such a ear for humor and for story and for vulnerability and well as far as i see it and the thing is it's it's that combination of those things that makes that makes for as far as i see it a special artist and essentially as well what you said about you know having the directorial role because it sounds like somewhere where you know that you will gravitate towards and it's interesting because that's also got time honored traditions i mean rembrandt used to have a whole studio and everyone would just be painting you know he'd give them the drafts and the point at which they needed to get to and they would they would paint them up to a certain point and then he would go in as the master and he would bring them through to fruition. And Oh, I love that. That's yeah. how, that's how I, I want to be exactly like, that's what I'm doing now with my videos. And it's a fucking awesome. dream. Like yeah, well, I'm, well, give, I'm delegating the stuff I'm not good at. Yeah, I'm yeah. De- I'm, Instead of forcing, I can't force myself to fucking yeah. do anything. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I won't force myself to become this great artist, but I will delegate it. And I will do the stuff I am good at. Yeah, yeah but that's also <laughs> you know? very, it's, it's a very interesting thing because funny enough, I'm in exactly the same thing because at the, this point in time, the, the juggle of my commitments is so ridiculous between m- music, the podcast, my freelance life as a filmmaker and photographer, and um, I've a sub stack that I do twice a week. And it's just become, you know, and then of course, you know, that's before you think of your friends and family and the rest of it. And, it's just right. got to that point where it's like, I have to start thinking more with a sort of entrepreneurial mindset, which is the word that you used earlier. And so the weird thing is, Lauren, is that for the first time, I've actually been outsourcing not prime creative stuff, but certain things mm-hmm. that like, for instance, I wouldn't have someone else to come and do 
the podcast, but I can get someone to do the edit and review it and then get the, the cutaways from it. You know, that stuff that I just don't exactly. need to be, you know, it's, it, 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 and, and so it's so funny that you say that because I'm just getting exactly. to that point myself. So am I, so yeah, am I. Weird, and, weird. and I think over, and as I'm working this way, I'm learning how like I'm slowly letting things go like lovely I'm slowly letting things go yeah and it's so fucking hard to surrender like stuff when it comes to creativity (laughs) for me yeah but it's an absolute dream it's an absolute dream to delegate things yeah Yeah. well look I promised you I wasn't going to keep you over time but if it's cool I'll just ask you two more questions I'm desperate to ask you so 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 one of them was I and this is another thing I loved in one of your videos it was talking about like you were like legit. I feel like a failure. Like you know, and 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 then I really understood it when we were having this talk. You know, during this, during this this talk, because you were like, well, I can feel like the most powerful, focused, and ready and on it being in the world, but I suffer from the opposite of it. So I just wanted to ask you. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, how, what an amazing insight that an artist of this stature, with that level of a following and interest and love in their work, and all you know that exterior validation of the source that you have. What would you say to a younger artist or let's say to younger Lauren, like imagine it's you, what would you say with an artist who hasn't broken through yet and is struggling with an internal sense of failure? What would be your message to that person if you were, let's say, imagining it was yourself five years ago? Oh my God, that's such a good question. I would would probably say something along the lines of your... I think that they're doing their perspective is not all right. How would I say this? I would say there, it seems like they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I feel like, I feel like if you feel like a failure, if you feel like a failure because you're not getting an audience, that's totally normal and valid. Mm -hmm. And like, that's completely understandable. And that's like Mm -hmm. inevitable. Like you're going to feel that's totally understandable. Yeah. But the there's there if you're if you're like if you're feeling like a failure because you're not getting an audience there's obviously you obviously want an audience for the wrong reasons. Like mm-hmm. if you're not starting if you're not doing this because you fucking love it. And I know Mm -hmm. this is so annoying. Everybody says this, (laughs) but if if this is the truth and like, I know if if I said this to myself like five years ago, I'd probably give myself the middle finger and like tell myself (laughs) to shut the fuck up. But if you are genuinely not doing this because you fucking love it and it sets your soul on fire and you're, if you're not doing this for yourself, you're on a bad path mm-hmm. and you're lucky you don't have a fucking audience because it, it, you're the same. It's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad. And that is, that is like, it ha- it has to come from a place of like, I'm not doing this for anyone but me. Right. If you don't start mm-hmm. at that place, mm-hmm. obviously everybody wants like, you know, an audience, like they want to share their work. It's like, you got to just, make shit because you love it 
and that's self-love. Like yeah. you, if you're, if you're doing it for other people, if you're doing mm-hmm. it for an audience, if you're doing it for money, like you got to go back to when you were honestly, like when you were a kid and you have yeah. to go back to when you're a kid and when you did things because it made you feel good and you shouldn't be doing things unless it makes you feel good. And if you're doing things, if you're forcing yourself to do something and it doesn't make you feel good, like be very careful of that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Be very careful yeah. of that. Cause it's like, I guess like, you know, like it's understandable, like I said, to be discouraged that like things aren't working out or whatever, but you have to go back to that perspective of like, why did you start to, I mean, this is advice I, I need to like retake all the time. Cause I forget yeah. too. It's like, why did you start doing this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, like who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like who the fuck are you? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you have to just, everything has to revolve around loving yourself because I realized, I realized like it's once you realize how to love yourself, like everything falls into place. Like you're going to get the, you're going to get an audience eventually. Mm -hmm. Like as long as you keep doing things that set your soul on fire, like you're going to, wherever you end up going, that's going to lead you somewhere where you're, you are going to get whatever the fuck you really want. Maybe you don't really want an audience and you think you do, you know, Mm -hmm. you never Mm -hmm. know like what you really want until you, you know, but yeah, if, if you're, if all you're concerned about is like getting an audience and you're not concerned about how you feel, Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best advice or how I worded it poorly, maybe, but so 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 I would try and summarize what you said as self-love, perseverance, and thinking, what is it that I would be doing every day? Would I be doing this every day, whether I'm paid for it or not? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Oh my God. Yes, please. That was exactly what I wanted to say. And I couldn't no, no, figure no, out how to say it. No, 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 no. Would I be doing this? Exactly. Would I be doing this with or without the audience? I was, li- I, I was literally following like the, yeah, the trail yeah. of thoughts. Cause it was so like how you're working it out. It's just, it's it's all in there and it's like it's very easy to say it like a like a list but it doesn't mean anything if it's a list if there's not the thought process behind it so right yeah yeah. yeah. i'm good at the thought process and i just love it when people could take my take my fucking like blabbing and put it into a fucking sentence that's my favorite thing ever okay look i'm gonna try and dig out one of my last my last questions And then I promise I'll let you go. Sure, you can. You, you, we can go for another two if you want. Okay, like we. Okay. I, yeah, great. As long great. as I am out the door in thirty minutes, cool, that's fine. cool. We have time. So, well, amazing. So, just I, I just love. Like, could you just walk us through your creative process, uh, from like idea and story to storyboard to creating it? Like, what? How, how do you create L cartoons? like right from the first inception and obviously I'm sure that could go on for you know several hours but just to give us a sense because what I the reason I ask it is that I just feel like it all comes from this spark in reality and I'm really interested about oh there was a Jim Garf the Jim Davis the Garfield the, the Garfield creator he said ideas are everywhere the hard part is to pick out the good ones 
And so my question is really, how do you pick out the good ones and what happens then? Oh my God, that's such a good quote. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm like an ideas like machine. But yeah, it's very hard for me to actually write a script and record it and like finalize it because instead like because I don't want to follow like the rules like in terms of like first I write the script then I do this so I do things like out of order a lot but my goal is to create a feeling something I learned something really really I think one of the best pieces of advice that I learned throughout my journey is people don't want people don't give a shit like necessarily what it looks like. They just want to feel something. They want to feel something. So mm-hmm. people aren't scrolling on Instagram to necessarily see the best camera angle of like, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people get, get caught up in the perfectionism of right. like the visual details, like, Oh, this isn't in perspective. Right. Or like, Oh, like the, the, the sun is shining too bright on this part. You know, people get a lot like very caught up in the details. A lot of the time, what, what, what people are looking for is a feeling they want to feel something. And that is why the most simplest of things get so popular sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and a lot of people are like, that's so fucking annoying. I could have done that. And it's like, that's people just want to feel something Mm -hmm. they want to fucking feel so like (laughs) i collect i to inspire me i kind of collect feelings like so people just want to like i feel like people just want to like feel connected and not feel alone and feel validated and feel loved and like feel safe and so Basically what I do to make a video is like my first priority is to, I first and foremost think of not the title, like not the, not what it's about. Like I first and foremost think about a few like instances in my, in, in my story Mm -hmm. that will make people fucking feel something. Mm So for example, like this video I'm working on for L Cartoons now that's going to come out like early July. It's called, what is it called? It's called Dumb Stuff I Did Because of Guilt. So mm-hmm. it's like about, you know, feeling guilty. And there's a, you know, I talk about how like little kid me, like, you know, I guess like, What's an example? There's a there's a part in the video where like I carry around this blanket and like I was feeding the ant houses outside of my house as a kid and I was like putting little crumbs of like you know goldfish uh, snack mm-hmm. on the ant houses because I was like all oh, these ants work so hard to get their food like I want to help them and then basically like I take my blanket and as I'm feeding them and I didn't realize my blanket was like destroying all of the <laughs> ant hills. And I realized I turned around to see like my masterpiece of all of these ants being fed. And then the, like, I see it's a fucking mess and I just like killed everything. So, so like one of the, one of the things that inspired me to make 
that's like to tell that story about my life, you know, like I, I obviously like exaggerated the shit out of it. Like in real life, I remember I, I screwed up like one or two Anne houses, yeah, but yeah. in the story on YouTube, I exaggerated <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it to make it entertaining. But yeah. regardless, what inspired me to tell a story is I wanted to give a feeling of complete regret mm-hmm. and like, I was like, how would I draw Elle if she was like in complete regret? And I just kind of get my pen out and I draw a face and I'm like, and it's like, it's not a good drawing. It's not about the drawing. It's Uh about what feeling am I trying to, what feeling am I trying to display exactly evoke out of somebody? Mm -hmm. I want them to feel regret. Mm-hmm. And I want to put them on this roller coaster of like, yeah. oh, that's the worst feeling. Yeah, yeah. And they feel connected to, they feel like I'm not alone. I'm not the only fucking person that's felt that. Like they feel like I'm, I'm loved. I'm safe. Yeah. But just by feeling regret in that moment of the video. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, th- I, I basically, that's kind of my first step is to think of big feelings that I can um, display and, and that's kind of what I'm good at. That's my mm-hmm. specialty. I'm not a great fucking artist with, you know, I hire people to help me with dis, just drawing, you know, the, the drawings of what, what Elle will look like when she's mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. oh shit, you know, like, mm-hmm. but in terms of what I want, I will direct it and explain it. And I'll get yep. the people that are good at that shit to do their shit. You yeah, know, I just yeah. stick to what I'm just, you know, yeah. good at. So I start with, like collecting the feelings I kind of want. And then I start making a story out of it from there, I guess. It's, and it's so interesting how like that moment you, you describe, because one of the things I love about your videos and about how the feeling resonates is that you'll have L with the reaction. You'll have what, if, what has just happened right there. And then you have the music coming in or out. And then you also like, Tempo feels very important in your cartoons because sometimes you're just jumping over the last moment. And then it means when you pause at a critical moment, you're just like, you really go into it. And so like, it's, it's so interesting. Well, no, but it's just so interesting thing, like hearing about the process because you're just talking about one instant and often the video is only from like, you know, what, six to 10 to 15 minutes long. And it's just, that's where the love is. I mean, all of that love within the story in that one moment and that's just one moment of this whole story man i don't know how you do it (laughs) oh thanks dude man i appreciate that a lot like it's 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 like i I feel like this too it's like i i have had moments where where i've been like so hard on myself for not like you know forcing myself to be a better artist and i do practice drawing just Mm -hmm. so i but it's again i'm just feeding like I'm feeding the machine of like I only want to practice drawing to the extent of being able to describe what I need from an actual artist that's good at it you know what I mean it's like I accept what I'm not good at and I Mm -hmm. I don't obsess over it I obsess over the things I'm good at I build on that so it's like the stuff I'm good at, I will study that shit till the end. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I want to get really, really good at the stuff I'm good at because I can always, always delegate the stuff I'm bad at. And, yeah. and you know, I just want to build momentum in the stuff I'm good at. And what I'm good at is creating a feeling, creating mm-hmm. a connection, creating vulnerability 
making people want to root for the character, um, making people, making people kind of, um, want like, uh, you know, get, want to like understand a character by a facial expression. Like that's Mm -hmm. the kind of shit I'm good at. And I feel like if I wasn't good at that stuff, maybe I would be a better artist because that's how my brain would be. But the way my brain is, is good at that shit. And I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, all of that is contextualized by, by that they're very, very funny and that people laugh aloud. I mean, it's just, the thing is, I mean, maybe if you're just so obsessed with the drawing, like, I mean, how could you get to that point? Because actually what you're doing is such a symbiosis of humor and vulnerability and story and graphic and design and movement and music. I mean, it's, it's like you're literally directing like it's like a symphony in in, in these animated yeah, cartoons. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it feels like that. Yeah. I, it has I such a rhythm. Fe- it feels like a song. Exactly. There's rhythm. You totally fucking get it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's no, exactly I mean, it. Well, I just, I mean, it. it uh, look, it's like I laugh aloud a lot when I'm with people, but it takes quite a lot to make me laugh aloud. Like when I'm on my own, that, I'm just one of those people. Like I'll laugh all day long with my friends, but it, you know. If, if I'm in my flat mm-hmm. on my own, I'll find something funny, but I won't laugh aloud. And I and, and I'm me not too, saying this, and, I, and I'm not saying this to butter you up, but I laughed aloud while I was researching, like before our interview, like several times. I was like, and it made me just really excited to speak because I was like, oh. damn, that's such a gift. And I'm not saying that to butter you up, I promise. Oh, dude, I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely believe you for some reason. So I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful you said that because I believe you. You know, and that that hey, boosts my confidence. I, know, I'm I a, do. I'm a terrible that. con artist as well. I wouldn't believe anything I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 <laughs> so look, just, just, so getting to, just like getting to the end. So like, I just, so I w- wanted to ask you two things. Like, one thing that comes across really a lot in your work is how much you love your audience do you have a message for your audience maybe you could give them a little uh you gave them already a sense of what's to come but do you have a little message for them i would say if you're part of my audience and you listen to this whole thing like god bless you because i i know most of my audience is not into this like deep side of me like they probably just want uh to a lot of my audience are young and they they yeah. want to laugh at laugh at cartoons understandably so if you're uh, an L rat that's actually um, genuinely interested in this co- deep conversation, like you're you're low key one of my favorites. Don't tell don't tell the others. Well, okay, well, look, <laughs> um, we, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> a message about what exactly am I saying? <laughs> that's, uh, I don't that's expect awesome. anyone to listen to this. Like I don't well, know. I feel well, like it's like so deep, but. Well, Okay, we can test. We can test. What kind the, of a message, though? <laughs> this was beautiful. I think it's just your love comes across. So we can test your audience. If anyone gets to yeah, this we'll point, see. Or, if anyone, yeah, if anyone gets yeah. to, the, to the to the point at the end of this YouTube video, drop a comment and give us your thoughts on the deep side of L cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say uh, I'm L and I listen to the whole thing. And yeah, I'll, I'll exactly. Love you forever. No, it means a lot to me. Uh, if, if anyone like genuinely like likes me enough to have listened to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That would mean the world to me because I, I do love like, you know, it makes me feel like very loved that, that they, someone would care about mm-hmm. this side of me. Cause it is mm-hmm. not a side that I, that I got popular for, you know, I got popular for my um, comedy side. And of course. But, but then, but then again, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing is you've, you've like humor is a 
part of your vibe and your personality even when you're going deep you know in your expression and, yeah you're right you know, yeah, well, yeah, I, but I, on, and, and, and on, the, on the vlogs which are sometimes really hard hitting you know there's still 60,000 of the 500,000 so it's obviously hitting a note so I think it's really exciting and brave that you're also expressing this other side of you and showing a different side of you know of, of, of who you are through it and uh, yeah I just I'm like super grateful that I get to speak to you on that level Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I'm really. so glad I, I'm so glad I got to speak to you too. Right. Like you're super awesome. And, and I love how, like, I love how passionate and excited you are. Like, yeah. I love your energy. Well, it's, so it's, much. It, 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 it's a gift. It's a gift. And so, right. I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to annoy you with this last question and you, you can say yeah. no, you can okay. say no. And this will be a real challenge to the L rats who are like not into the deep stuff. But if you were to give a message, if, if you would shut your eyes and just offer something at this point now you don't have to do it you can say get out of here mate you're not getting that out no, of me no i'll but, do it what but if it? you were to shut your eyes and just just give a message from where you're at, at the moment to someone out there if it's an individual you know suffering or, or having a hard day or some of the things that you've been through what would you have to say to them and i'm going to shut your my eyes and i'm going to just wait hmm. okay an individual is having a hard day and they're or, listening to this. Yeah. Or to, Go the, ahead. Or to, the, or to yeah. the world in general. I would say, Hmm. I would say life is a fucking roller coaster. And, um, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> um, I would say that honestly, like just, just fucking love yourself, please. Like, please love yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. And if you're going through something tough and you feel like, you know, you don't have control over it and you just, you don't know what to do. I would say like, you, you really do deserve, you really do deserve to be loved. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, what I've learned is there's you're it's going to be okay. And I know people say that all the time, but like it's because it's true. Things always as a roller coaster does when they're going super, super, super downhill and you're like, ah, and you feel like you're going to like fucking die. Like it, the roller coaster has to go back up. It, it has to slow down. It will slow down and you will you will be okay it just probably feels like right now the the world is falling on you and just do yourself a favor and just i would just give you the advice of like let go and speak to the universe and just say like i i need help and just surrender yourself and be like i need help and if you can hear me, please show me the way to help me. And then just trust that that's going to happen. Trust that you're going to get the help. I promise you, you will. I promise you, you will. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It just, just believe that like you are so fucking loved and that you are, um, you are going to be okay. You are going to be okay. And keep, keep doing stuff for yourself that makes you feel good. Because that's what life the fuck is about. It's really just about feeling, just figure out how to feel good and do those things and say, you know, 
go get some ice cream. I don't know. Life is fucking hard. I had the worst fucking day. Like three days ago, I I wanted to fucking die. And today I'm like the happiest bitch on the planet. So I don't know. (laughs) Life is crazy. Just like, just love yourself and just trust that everything's going to be Go get ice cream. I don't know. I'm bad at this shit. Oh, dude. I like, honestly, that is that for me is who you are that I feel teary while like (laughs) fucking coming laughing from my belly (laughs) I can't help it I'm so bad you can't help it honestly honestly, I'm not good at I'm actually like not good at this you're so good at this (laughs) honestly like I was like oh I didn't realize you're speaking to me at the same time as making that offering. And I was like, I was like, oh, that sense of surrender. I was like, God, I need that at the moment. I need to remember that at the moment, right? Because you, it's never a fixed thing. Like you need to keep relearning that those things that you know along the way. And I was like, man, it just hits such a note You really do. You just hit yes. such a note. It's like, so... Thank you, you do for- need to keep relearning it. It's so true. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, I'm going to be 33 in five days. So uh-huh. I, I, I'm like, you know, in my mid thirties right now. And it's like, I've gone like 30 fucking years <laughs> with the same bad habits, the same bad patterns, the, the same bad thought processes. Only the last few years have I really been changing my thoughts and like, it's going to take a lot longer than three years to, to change my, my neural pathways yes. of like, yes. like my thoughts going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just be patient with yourself. Like just, I think a lot of the big, the biggest reason why um, people have really, really hard days in general is because they don't, there's, they're lacking hope. And so just, I know it sounds fucking stupid, but, try to try to muster up the strength to find hope Mm -hmm. just find hope whether it's like well like if it's you know fucking march it's like okay i know in two months i'm gonna be able to sit on the beach and put my feet in the sand and i'm gonna fucking breathe it in and maybe i'll even get myself a little fruit bowl and like Mm -hmm. just think like give yourself hope Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that is the best like actual logical advice i can give is like Mm -hmm. (sighs) give yourself hope because hope is you can have hope will get you through that's the Mm -hmm. only thing that's gotten me through anything is like creating hope for myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know and and for others (laughs) lauren and for others and i I, I feel like I am so excited about what comes next for you out of this exploration because one of the things about you is you're too damn honest for exactly where you are in your life I and your am. work. For, for it not to come out in your work. And I think you underestimate Aww, I think you underestimate how many people are going to find resonance in where you're at in your journey and as it finds its way out. And maybe your challenge is to realize that that stuff is really needed and that and, and for it to be packaged with love and humor and that unique voice that you have, it's so exciting where it hmm. takes you. 
Thank Thanks, you. Jim. And I just, I just love that I have, I'm now friends with you, and you can help me, uh, especially with your videos that you post. Um, but like, yeah, like, keep reminding me, keep Thank reminding you, me of that shit. I need all the help I can likewise, get to stay likewise. on a good path. Oh man, well, you and me both. So we'll, we'll feed from one another. And if you could do me a favor and remember to not shut your browser so that we don't lose this wonderful okay. conversation. Leave it okay, open. Okay. Yes. Lauren, Leave it open, yes. It is my absolute pleasure. It is my privilege. Thank you for taking a punt on me and on this because you like you go into your day and you've just thrown your fire on someone else's life. Man, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for the opportunity, honestly. I, yeah. I had so much fun. I, I love having the opportunity to learn how to express myself because I, you know, I do ramble a lot, so it's a good opportunity for me. And well, uh, it was just so fun talking with you, dude. Well, like, you can consider me. You. you can consider me an L rat. Ciao. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Big love. You have a great day. Thank you again. You too, dude. Bye, what, what do I do now? Um, exactly? I just press I just... stop. I press stop, and you just leave it, and you'll just see. It. It'll say it's uploaded, and like in probably ten minutes or something like that. Okay. Okay. Take cool. care. Thanks, okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.